Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and Hazel, co-host. It is great to be back in the studio, can I just say? Yes, it is. It really, truly is. I know it's only been two weeks, but two long weeks. How are you doing? Good. Oh, where have we been? I feel like we've been running, running constantly, but... I know. February's been long. Like every weekend, there's something going on. I'm pretty sure the last two Saturdays, I've not been home except to sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Uh, I haven't been watching a whole lot. Watched, obviously, the movies for the pod and stuff, but just haven't really had a whole time to watch anything new. Or old. Yeah, I can't think of much... Uh... That's come out recently. We've still been trying to work through Jack Reacher, so that's that's taking up more of our time than than movies are. We're pretty consistent with watching 1883 every week, uh, which that's its season finale wraps up this coming Sunday. Uh, it's been a really good show. I I don't like it as much as I enjoyed Yellowstone. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I I. I the drama and stuff in Yellowstone adds to it, and I think that's why I enjoy it a lot more. Uh, but eighteen eighty three is good. It's like a it's a western series, so it's fun. I guess if you can call it that. Depressing. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> lots of death and uh, nature of the beast. I guess yeah. Uh, but Tim McGraw and Faith Hill just phenomenal. Like you could, it's so cool. Because it's like they're not even acting. Because really? they played married couple in the show. Oh. And it's like, you're not even acting. You're just being yourselves. Well, I'll give that to Tim McGraw, too. He, in his acting, he doesn't act much. Um, but when he does, it, it does feel pretty natural. Once you can get past that's Tim McGraw, it does just kind of seem like a normal guy. You know, he was in The Blind Side. He was in The Shack. He was in... Uh, Country Strong. Country Strong with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. He'd be a fun celebrity to meet. Uh, oh, I think he's probably really, really oh. down to earth. I think yeah. we were talking about that the other day. Like, which celebrity? Who? Somebody asked us if you could talk to a celebrity and just hang out with them for a day. Who would it be? And you said, I think I said uh, John Krasinski, and you said Andrew Garfield. I did say Andrew Garfield, yeah. which those would be great. But I think we gotta throw Tim McGraw in here. Like, if I like, turn on a movie in the background while I'm just like working on the pot or working on some of the other stuff, you know. You know, business as usual. It's Tick, Tick, Boom. That's kind of that's my background movie right now. You walked in today, and I was watching. Yeah, Tick, Tick, Boom. great movie, great movie. It's just so well made. Great One of the best time. soundtracks for a musical. Oh yeah, there's been a lot of that in Canto in this house. So yeah, I mean, another great Disney soundtrack. But where would you rank it in terms of Disney movies, though? In Canto, the movie. I'm going to be honest. I've not actually watched the oh, whole geez. movie completely through. Oh, it's just in the background. It's not time. that great, though. No. I mean, it's not bad. So, I would compare it to Frozen. But I don't personally. I never bought into the Frozen hype. Yeah. I I like the Frozen 2 soundtrack a lot better than the first one. <laughs> and that's just because Kristoff uh, gets his His solo. rock. His rock yeah. song. Yeah. I really like Moana. 
Like, I like Moana's the, good. I like yeah. it. It's not great, but I just enjoyed it. The Rock is annoying. What? Yes. That character is annoying. If I had to pick one. I... I really like Luca. Again, I haven't watched that one yet. That's all the a good way through. one. Too. I've just seen bits and pieces. That's a good of one. Uh, I think my favorite character in Moana is, and I, I say it, it's the uh, the chicken, the pig, oh, the gecko, the, the the crab. Oh, and the See, reason I why, why I, I hate that song, but it remind yeah. he reminds me of John Malkovich. It reminds me of. I thought it Pirates was John of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. That's the crab one, isn't it? No. Where crabs grow, no. like she dr- grows into a giant that's, human being and then bursts into crabs. That's at World's End. Oh, okay. On Stranger Tides is the one with the mermaids. What's the newest one called? Uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Have you seen that one? I've seen all of them. I love those movies. Well, love's a strong word. I really, World's really like the first one. I enjoy those movies just for nostalgic reasons because mm. I. Uh, we should revisit that. I would revisit that. That first one is a it's Maybe a fun. When they good make movie. the next one. <laughs> I did hear that they're working on another one, but with the lead not being Johnny Depp and being Karen Gillan, which I'm a hundred percent okay with. I think she's a good actress. Yeah. Like what? Just restarting the story, or just continuing off of those? I don't know. I've just... heard a couple, a couple different things though, because they had talked about like, well, you inter intertwine, intertwine, woven, uh, other characters, so she could come across like a Kira Knightley or a Orlando Bloom, right? So it's not like it's a departure from the original trilogy, but just another pirate somewhere else doing. Curse of the Black Pearl again. I don't know. But like she's gonna play. Uh... Captain Jack Sparrow's daughter. I sure hope not. Anyways, do we get into a coffee talk this morning? I don't think we should today. No, we're going to do this because I got this. I went through all the way to another county to get this coffee. Okay. I would argue you even went to another time zone. I did. It was crazy. I had to like travel through the Lincoln Tunnel. And uh, cross over 30. So, all right. So the coffee we have today, it's a mixed blend. And I got, okay, first of all, I got it from, it's called this coffee shop called the French Press. It's in Plymouth, Indiana. Okay. If you guys ever go over there, if anyone's in the area, check it out. Great people work there. Uh, it's very, very coffee shop. It looks like a coffee shop. I'd go and sit down. Seen one, you've seen them all. I beg to differ. Nope. You've seen one. You've seen... They all look like a knockoff Starbucks. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that, guys. All right. So... There's t-shirts over here. We got... There's bags of coffee over there. There's some guy on a laptop over there. We don't know what he's doing. He hasn't left in a couple days. How many coffee shops do you know that serve breakfast? The barista's name? Is, Is it... It's a guy also called a barista. Yeah. So the barista can be a man or a woman. Yeah. It's a, it's a He's some wow. hipster with long hair and nose rings. I'm not judging these people. I'm just saying there's a type. You just described me. Every coffee shop. That's what I described. Yeah. Probably has a beanie on. 
Now I oh, am yeah. describing you. Yeah. And his name is what? Something hipstery. I don't know. His name is Chuck. Chuck's not a hipster name. Chuck can be a hipstery no, it, name. It could be Jesse. a mechanic, or it could be... The guy that serves you coffee at Starbucks. The <laughs> guy that serves you coffee at Starbucks. Is one caramel macchiato, almond milk, tall vanilla latte, no cup. No cup? Yeah. Double sleeve, no cup. Hey. Jesse, but with a Y. <laughs> yes. That's the type. Anyways, so the, 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 the beans I got, it's a blended of two different uh, types of coffee beans. Now, I misspelled Hardwood floors. the second coffee bean, so I only have the one in there. So if the people at the French Press are listening to this, please write us and let us know what the second coffee bean is. Um, anyways, so the one bean in this coffee is a Chacha Miro, and that's down in Peru, uh, they grow these beans at 5,000 feet above sea level. Uh, this is considered to be Peru's finest gourmet coffee, and it is well known for its medium body with mild acidity and delightful flavors and aromatic quality. Aromatic qualities. So it's kind of, uh, it's got obviously a floral. I've noticed a lot of the coffees we've been getting have that floral flavor into it. I don't know why I've been the ones I've been picking have that. I, I think I you're ready for spring. It could be. Could be. Subconsciously you're just saying flowers. Yeah. Sunny. And I can definitely tell. I can I can tell in this it's a lot less um acidic y than other coffees. Is that the word though? Hmm? Acidic. Acidic. Acidic It either sounds like something you call someone or a game at a cracker barrel. Yeah, hey, pass me the acidic Or stop being acidic What's What would that, how, how would you use that? Like if somebody was being acidic Like you're upsetting my stomach. Oh. Okay. That's what I. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Acid. It doesn't, it's not as acidic. And I am drinking this one black. The first black coffee you've had in a while. So I can get the flavor, all the full flavor. At least you're trying. I, I, I applaud you for that. Because when we first started this, he was, everything I brought tasted like dirt. I was going to say this tastes like you can taste the below sea level. Above sea level. Oh, above sea level. Dirt. You know what happens? When you put coffee beans below sea level, they float. They drown and they die. You have to be elevated like your ankle when you roll it. You gotta up on a pillow. Anyways. Well, I was looking up while we you were talking. Yeah, I knew you weren't listening to me. For some movie news, and I'm gonna be honest, I can't find much. Um, a lot of celebrities talking about Ukraine right now, and that's pretty much it. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and just don't really care about their opinions on it because we are a movie podcast. Just don't. Um, Batman comes out next week. Oh yeah. Well, what is today? Less than a week. Saturday. 
Yeah. Thursday. Next this coming Thursday, Batman comes out. Five five days. Yeah. It's uh exciting. Um I don't know. It, 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 I I feel like Batman's one of them characters that they can make a movie every like three years, which they kind of have for the last ten years. When's the last Batman movie we've gotten though? Not a Justice League. Batman v Superman. That's not a Batman movie. Yes, it was. That is a Superman movie at best. Oh, here we go. No, Batman v Superman is a Batman movie. You know what would de- determine this? I'm willing to die on this hill. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to look up who had more screen time. And that will determine yeah. whose movie it is. All right. Who had more screen in. And are we talking about the character or the actor? Because Bruce Wayne was in it even as a kid at the beginning, remember? So I think we have to go by the character, not the actor. Okay. Green Rant says Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Five characters with the most and five with the least screen time. I don't need to. I just want to see. Okay. Least. Steppenwolf. With 15 seconds. Okay. 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 Number nine. Arthur Curry, Aquaman, 28 seconds. Okay. Oh, this is fun. This is good yeah, stuff. This is, this is quality content. Eight, Cyborg and Silas Stone. Victor and Silas Stone. Okay. 47 seconds. Uh, seven, Jeanette Clyburn? Don't even know her. Who is she? I have no idea. But she got a minute. Oh, she's a scientist who helps Lois Lane study the bullet. How is she relevant? She's from the comics. Okay, Barry Allen's The Flash. Got a minute and two seconds. Mm. Because of there was that also future Flash coming back to tell him, hey. Yeah. Number five, Diane Prince, Wonder Woman. 18 minutes, 20 seconds. Okay. Now, this is screen time. And I'm assuming this is, is based off just adult Batman and Superman. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because those flashbacks really weren't even young Bruce. They were more his parents, if anything, especially in that movie. That's not true. Well, finish it, and then okay. we can discuss. Lex Luthor, 28 minutes and nine seconds. Number three, Lois Lane. Lois Lane with, and this is funny, 35 minutes and 53 seconds. Huh. Just inverted there. Number two, or do you want number one? We'll just skip number two. No, give me. Well, oh, if you hear number two, you know number yeah, one. So number we're gonna one. go with number one. Drum roll, please. It's Batman Bruce Wayne with an hour twelve and forty eight seconds. Number two is Clark Kent with fifty seven minutes. So, so it's a Batman movie. So it's a it's a shared movie. It's it's definitely shared. He's got him beat by almost twenty minutes. Doesn't make okay. I'll give it to you. So when did that come out? Uh, two thousand and seventeen. Um, so we haven't had a Batman movie since two thousand sixteen. Six years. That's a long time. Yeah. Before that, we had Dark Knight Rises. 
2010. No. No, it was 12. 12. Yeah. This is four. And then four. No. Six. No. Oh, you talk, Knight, you're talking Dark about... Dark Rises? Oh, okay. Would have been another four years. Yeah, 2008. 2000... 2008. What is it? 2009. 2008. 2000. This is all this episode's going to be. We're just going to argue. And you've been right about everything so far. I'm just going to leave. You finish the podcast by yourself. Oh, where's the creamer at when you need it? Um, uh, so anyways, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I did read an article the other day. They're already talking about pre-production for a sequel. Really? That could get shut down real quick. If this is can they even get Robert Pattinson to come back for a sequel? They had a hard enough time. I would hope trying so. to get him in the shape I of this. One. I you, just, you don't know how much of that is true though. From the articles and things, him and Matt Reeves not getting along, all that. He's a vampire. I could see people having a hard time getting along with him, unless he only you wants are a to vampire. work at night. <laughs> oh. Ooh, question. So you have, who's the better power couple? (laughs) Since we're talking about Robert Pattinson, Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt, Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart. Choose wisely. I'm going to have to go with Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart on this. Wow. Because... Because Have you ever seen the Twilight movies? Yeah. Uh, Don't lie. I seen Breaking Dawn Part One and Two. Oh, That's it. They fought together in that. What did Bryce Dallas Howard do? She ran in high heels through Jurassic World. As much as I love Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt, how long do you think we can get away with the shtick of talking about celebrity couples? And they're not even real couples. This is just movie couples. Yeah, I don't know. Although I'm pretty sure Chris, uh, Kristen Stewart and I Robert probably, Pattinson dated at one point. Probably. They had a lot of chemistry. <laughs> I would beg to differ. <laughs> well, okay. If you're going to say they don't have chemistry, they don't have chemistry. They don't. That's not Robert Pattinson's fault. It's just because Kristen Stewart is a stick. Like she, no emotion, nothing. She's a brick wall. There's nothing there. I would disagree, and having watched all of those movies fairly recently, she has chemistry with everyone in those movies, except Robert Pattinson. I'm Team Jacob Jacob all the way, because at least those two acted like they wanted to be around each other. I mean, they are probably closer in age than her and Robert Pattinson. Maybe. That's irrelevant. And let's be honest. Taylor Lawton I don't was like kind of a big deal. With, let's be honest. Huh? Because I never know what you're going to say. Oh. I'll be like, ooh, where are we going? <laughs> Taylor <laughs> this Lautner. Could be, this could be controversial. And what you just said, pretty controversial. Taylor Lautner was kind of a big deal around that time. Like he was becoming that, I don't know. Steamboat? Um, yeah. There you go. Chugga, chugga. Choo, choo. Anyways. Let's get into the movie we're talking about today. Yep. And could you be a deer, because I forgot, and hand me that notepad over there? 
Let's get into it. What are we watching today? Uh, today we are watching 2022's Kingsman. That just came out, right? Yeah, but it was made last year. Okay. Pandemic held oh. it back, so it was 2022, sure. Yeah. Uh, rated R, has a runtime of 2 hours and 11 minutes, starring uh, Ralph Phineas, Gemma... Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Gemma Arterton, Rias Ifans. As Ifans, yeah. Harris Dixon. Dickinson. Dickinson. You're really struggling, dude. Yeah, I am. I'm getting all the like trivia right. Say I the just next can't. one. Uh, Dijmon Hansu. <laughs> Jamin Hansu. Jamin? Why is there a D in there? That's just stupid. Uh, Ow. Matthew Good. Dennis. Still a decent cast. Not, I don't think no one's got a good cast. Matthew Vaughn's back to direct. He directed the other two Kingsman mm-hmm. movies. He also directed X Men First Class. He also directed Layer Cake. So he likes a certain type of movie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What do you think, stylistically, Matthew Vaughn? Where do you fall on, on his type of movie? So, other than the Kingsman movies and First Class, that's about all I've seen of his stuff. Uh, okay. I did. They all look the same. Yeah. I. I mean, I enjoy First Class, the way it's shot and stuff. Uh, and I enjoy, I enjoy the Kingsman movies, these movies. I, I wouldn't say they're great by any means, but they're fun. They're fun to watch. Okay. Uh, I will say this movie was... Okay, so I haven't seen the second Kingsman. I watched the Golden first Circle. one. Huh? The Golden Circle. Yeah, I haven't watched that one. Uh, I watched the first one. You're not missing anything. I enjoyed it. I will say this one is way better than the first one. You think so? Yeah. By far. Okay. By a lot. Okay. Uh, it felt... This one felt almost like two different movies, though. It did. And that's a big... That was a big hang-up for me. Mm-hmm. I like that you pointed that out, because I would 100% agree with you. But what was the story? So is the founding... The synopsis is actually very brief. Is it? It's just... Okay, I'm going to get my own synopsis. Then. It's, yeah. So, uh... Mm. Hit me. The founding of the Kingsmen, uh, a father and son who... Or a father who starts his red... Fights in the war, starts the Red Cross, starts a family, his wife dies, son dies, and then he starts a secret service that protects... High-ranked officials around the world. Uh, that's probably best. Sure, thing. sure. It's it's MI6. Yeah, it's yeah. that's what they are. Yeah, they're special forces. Um, based on the Mark Miller comics. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is all these are all based on on his comics. He did stuff for DC. Okay. Right. That I don't know. Now we look silly. I would rather just edit that out than make that statement without knowing the correct answer. <laughs> Comic book writer. Yes. What do you write? Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. The Ultimates. Some Fantastic Four stuff. Civil War. Kingsman. Spider-Man. He's only done a lot. He's only, and he's Scottish, so there's that. Okay. Yeah. 
He's done some stuff. He's done some stuff. So, DC. Like I said, DC. Yeah. Superman, Red Sun. Oh, did he really? There you go. Okay. Miller wrote Civil War and Wolverine, Old Man Logan. Mark Two Miller? Of Marvel's biggest selling storylines. Huh. Mark Millar. Not Miller, it's Millar. Oh. I said it wrong. Mark Millar. Uh, yeah, of course. So I cha- I re-enunciated his name, and now you know who he is? Yeah, of course. That'd be like, <laughs> that'd be like if I said, hey, do you know Kirsten Stewart? And you're going to be like, who's that? I don't know. You literally just did that four times <laughs> with these people. Okay, let's move forward away from this self-deprecating style of podcast. I don't know why today is just let's just attack each other day. Um, that's because that's what this movie is. Yeah, it did feel like two different movies. Yeah. And that is, that is an issue that I had with it. I think this style of filmmaking, which is very bright and mm-hmm. very uh, fast-paced, very quick movements, works really well in the other two Kingsman movies. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't like the Golden Circle. I enjoyed the first one. I didn't like the sequel. Works really well in those movies. I don't think, personally, it fits the aesthetic of a World War. What was it World War One? Yeah, 20th century. Yeah. Early 20th century. I don't think it fit that aesthetic well. No. Um, And it kept taking me out. Not to mention, all I wanted was like, I wanted to be watching 1917 the whole time I was watching. I, yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> and I was like, ugh, so that yeah. sucks. Um, what did you think about the characters, though? I really enjoyed them. And I think so that was a big I. part of why I like this movie is they were, uh, well, Phineas's character, uh, Oxford. Ralph Fiennes. Like, he was just so fun to watch. He's a good actor. He really is. Yeah. Like, I, he played in, uh, Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah. Played Voldemort. Unrecognizably so. Yeah. Yes. He played in four of them. He, I think the Goblet of Fire, I looked it up. It was like the Goblet of Fire. Oh, yeah, he's he not in it. the other ones, even though he's mentioned yeah. in the other ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a very charismatic actor. Yeah. And I'll watch Jamin Hansu do anything. Yeah. I love that guy. Uh, Never Back Down is one of my favorite movies that he's in. He gets a lot of good character beats in that movie. Pass me that pen. Uh, Gemma Arterton. Yeah. I mean, she's she's decent. She hasn't been in a whole lot. She was in uh Prince of Persia movie. Oh yeah. Which I didn't I so I think that's my She was in she movies. was in the Clash of the Titans and the Wrath of the Titans yeah. movies. That's right. Very versatile. I don't know if she's really English or not. I think she is. I think she probably is. She is in all those movies as well. Yeah. But yeah. I, no, I thought all of the actors did a good job. I did like the, the range of characters you got. Like, everybody's playing a different type. You know, they're all playing types. Yeah. And they're very flamboyant types. Mm-hmm. And that was fun to watch. My boy Stanley Tucci shows up at the end. I love the Tucci man in just about everything. So, funny thing I thought when I was watching that and he came in, I'm like, oh, Stanley Tucci, nice. I like him. Yes. And I was like, wait a second. He was in the other two. And then I went, look. I was like, no, it's not. Mark Strong was in the other two. Okay, They yes. look so similar. <laughs> and I was like, what? But 
Yeah, I always get... I love Stanley Tucci. Me, Vera and I both are just like everything he's in. You know, you follow that guy on Instagram and he's just doing like cooking videos and... Yeah. Yeah. Hunger Games shout out there, Stanley. What was the first movie you ever seen him in? Ooh. Probably a serious movie, but I can't... It was a drama. I can't remember though. Okay. Mine was Beethoven. I remember... Beethoven? Yeah, he played one of the thugs in Beethoven. Oh, you're right. I think he did a couple of those kind of character roles. Yeah. That's funny. Why don't we just not talk about this movie and just talk about Stanley Tucci? Harris Dixon, Dickinson uh, is Conrad Oxford. I thought he did great. Yeah. Again, I just, in my mind, I pictured the guy from 1917. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's just body type. Yeah. They're very similar. Just tall, skinny. British. Um, I'm trying not to move into too, too much yeah, spoiler territory. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean, with this movie, like being split up in almost two films, I think one thing that it did was like the first half of the movie felt like a normal, just fun action adventure film. Yes, and then there was a turning point. And there was a turning point where then it switched, and you're like, okay, this is a Kingsman movie. I I would argue it was the other way around. Wow. Really? Yeah. I would say the Kingsman-ism was the first half, and the second half was something completely different that I enjoyed. But I'd be interested to see where that differentiation is for you. Okay. So we're going to move into story. If you haven't seen the movie and you want to watch the movie... Stop here, go watch the movie, come back and hear the rest of our thoughts. Everything from here on out, I can't guarantee won't be a spoilery. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's your fair warning. Um, what was the transition? Okay, go into more detail about the, what you felt. The second half was more King, Kingsman-y than the first half, and where was the, the line? Okay, so... When I think of the Kingsman movie, when I watched it and stuff, it's a lot of the fight scenes with the slow motion and just a lot of, like the quick, the quick like yeah, fighting, yeah, yeah, and then it yeah. goes into slow motion and stuff. Uh-huh. That's what I, th- that's what I think of when I think of that movie because okay. that first one. Okay. So it was like I think it was the point, and there might have been a scene sooner where there this happened, but the one that stood out the most was when they were fighting Rasputin at the uh, place. Okay. And they had all that slow motion. Okay. Going on. That at that point was when I was like, okay, it turned for me and was okay. like, now this feels like a Kingsman movie. That's the point that I disliked the most. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't the fight scene. I thought the fight scene was good. And I do enjoy that type of, of fight choreography mm-hmm. and the way that the cinematographer created all that. I liked that. It was all the dialogue that led up to that scene, I despise. Yeah. Because I and again, if you think it's funny fine can have it i don't want it all the undertones of the homosexuality between those two and him licking him and just being gross i'm just like it's just too much for me and it's too much to the point where i, I don't find a humor so i'm like ah, okay just i know you're gonna fight let's just get to that mm-hmm. because he was a really menacing character and the trailers made rasputin's character to be very intimidating and yeah. frightening until he started doing a whole bunch of weird stuff and I'm like, okay, this this character isn't creepy at all anymore. Well, I, his, historically wise, Rasputin was really weird and creepy and a drug addict. So 
Okay, I but I'm that. more talking about how they filmed him and not necessarily the character. Like when he just turns and vomits everywhere and it's just like, com- yeah, you love it. Look at you. You <laughs> love that it crap. Up, it's garbage. <laughs> it's just like, ah! <laughs> I hate it. It's stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> Stop it. Stop laughing. He shoves his face full of this like, British yes, tart. it's so over the top that I'm just so, like, I can't yeah. get into it. And that's what all the Kingsman movies do. I get it. That's what Matthew Vaughn's trying to do with those movies. Yeah. So I'm not knocking it. I knew what I was going into, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'm just, I was looking for a more serious period piece. Maybe that's what I was looking for. Because the point when the movie shifted for me was a little bit later in the film. I would argue neither one of these are kind of the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Yours was a little bit earlier than halfway. Mine was a little bit later than halfway. When the son dies. Mm-hmm. And the movie takes a shift. And I'm like, what? Why? He was the character I was most invested in yeah. the whole time. And they just take him out of the movie. And it shifts into a Ra- uh, Ralph Fiennes movie at that point. When I thought the whole premise was around... Uh, What's his name in the movie? Conrad. Conrad. I'm yeah. thinking Conrad. Conrad. Yeah. The whole movie revolved around Conrad until it didn't anymore. And that really took me out of the movie. Really took me out of the movie. It redeemed itself a little bit after that. And I was okay with watching the other three characters. But I'm like, why did we invest the last hour in this character just to watch him die in probably one of the most dishonorable ways than... You know, I would have yeah. rather seen him die out on the field when he was carrying that guy back than to just get shot by his own guy. Yeah. And that, to me, I was like, in storytelling wise, I'm like, this is really just not okay. You know, to me, it didn't seem justified. It didn't seem well worth it. And then the character's just gone at that point. Yeah. And he's talking about his son, like, oh, I miss my son. I miss him. I was like, he was just shot by his own guy. We don't talk about that. We never come back to that. We don't circle back at all. And it's just. Uh. It was definitely shocking. Like when they shot him, I was like, wait, what? What is going on? Where, and that was a tense scene. Going? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, it was an intense scene. Um, uh, yeah, no, I can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it was it was intense. I. I definitely think that it would have benefited from him dying by the enemy instead of by his own side. I didn't want him to Big, die at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, children, this is what we get when we tell lies and try to manipulate people. Don't you think that it would have served the story better if it was the other way around? If what was... Oh, if the father would have died? Yeah, and Conrad was the one that sought revenge on the guy and then started the Kingsman in his father's honor? Not really, because I think I think the crux of the story here was getting... Uh, the last name's Oxford. What was his first name? I don't remember off the time I had. Fine's character. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it starts out... He was in the military as a yes. young guy, young man got tired of killing people and so he started the red cross and was instead of killing he was going to help people and he took an oath to never kill again yes until they didn't even set that up until three quarters of the way through the movie though 
that he revealed to his son that he took an oath not to kill anyone. Well, his son knew he was a pacifist, though. I would argue that they established that far too late. No, I don't think so. Because even even at the beginning of the movie, they were going to that camp. Him and his wife were going to that camp. I understand what they were doing, but the vow of him never to kill again didn't come until way too late. Well, maybe he didn't want his son to know that he was like that beforehand. So, Because all we ever got was a father who was overprotective of his son because he didn't want him to die the way he saw his wife die at right. the beginning. Which I completely understand, and I, I, I liked that logic train. I would argue that his father was overprotective, not because he didn't want him to die like his wife died, but because he didn't want him to be mentally dead and emotionally dead like he was. I would agree with you, outside of the fact that I don't feel like they set up that train of thought until far too late in the movie. I would agree that that was probably his intention, that he didn't want his son to feel dead inside the way he felt dead inside from all the bad things that he had done. But they didn't set that up until after. So you're asking me to look at this movie and say, okay, well, why is he treating his son like this? If I've never seen the movie before, Mm -hmm. I can only operate under the premises of the things the movie has already shown me. Yeah. Which is his mother's death. Mm -hmm. So that to me is the logic of why he's doing. I mean, yeah, I I do agree with that. Yes. That's what the movie portrays throughout the three quarters of it. And I think that scene, which I thought was really, really good, the scene of him saying, telling the story of all the things he had done in the war mm-hmm. and not understanding why he was even killing people, why he was going to war for his country on wars that he didn't agree with or whatever. And yeah. if that scene was earlier in the movie, I think would have served that purpose much, much better. Yeah. Agree. Uh... What'd you think about the subplot? Okay, so you had the villain. The faceless villain the entire time who had a great accent, a great accent. Um, didn't see him. All you saw was all of his henchmen, one of which was uh, Baron Zemo himself. Yeah. Uh, and their ploy to infiltrate all the other countries and make them go to war against each other. Barring in mind, it's a Kingsman movie, and their villains' plots are basic yeah. and cheesy anyways. I mean, the first one gave us a stuttering Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I mean. What did you think of that side of the story? And that one guy playing those three cousins, and they all were in charge of all the countries. Oh, it was the same guy playing all it was three the of them? the same guy playing was all three really? of those. Yeah. That's funny. I, didn't, I guess I didn't notice that. I mean, it's whatever. It's an action film. It's a fun action film. I really, okay. I can take myself out of the, that kind of stuff. Okay, pretty, I was just asking your, your uh, opinions. I did. I did like the fact that they they brought in like for all like the villains in the film. Like they brought in Rasputin. They brought in Lenin. They brought in like all these old uh, evil people from that time. Yeah, and they just kind of used them in the mix the story instead of creating characters for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? This is kind of going into the plot of, of other areas a little bit, but the, all the goat stuff, like him cutting the horn off the goat and then that goat seemingly being like conscious and having a personality yeah. and. I, that was stupid. 
just, it was dumb. It was dumb. I just don't, again, I think that's just one of the areas to me where that may have been in the comic and it may have worked in the comic, but it didn't translate to the movie well. Yeah. Even if your goal was to just be funny, mm-hmm. I just don't think it paid off the way that maybe they wanted it to. And maybe it paid off for everyone else. I don't know anybody else's opinions on this movie. Yeah. You'll love it. You, you'll love it. Did, uh, did you know who the head villain was going to be from, like, at, did you, I, I knew it was going to be somebody big. I just didn't know who it was. I feel like I knew it was him. I knew that, okay, so that one general's second in command, okay, mm-hmm. which was the, the main bad guy, mm-hmm. was shady the whole time. Yeah. You could tell he was shady. And just kind of like one of those back up slowly into the shadows kind of characters. Mm-hmm. Did I know that was him? No. The, the, the change in accent and all that helped out a lot. Yeah. Um, but I knew that guy played a bigger role than he was letting on. You know, I knew that he planted that bomb on the ship that blew up. Mm-hmm. I knew all of those things. Did I know that guy was that guy? No. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, I wasn't paying that close of attention to that. Yeah. And... He had a completely different accent, and you don't see his face the whole time. So, which I love the fact that that I did enjoy the fact that they hid his face the entire film, and you don't find out who the head guy is until like the very end. Oh, yeah, you had to, and he had such a. I, I'm gonna say it again, a great accent. Yeah. So even though you're not seeing his face, I'm like, I could listen to this guy talk this entire movie. Everybody had good ac- accents. I mean, I'm not knocking one accent over another, yeah. but <laughs> I did. And we can go back to the beginning of film two and kind of work our way through it. But I did like at the end when uh, Oxford told Jen uh, character come again. What's his name? I can't say Who? it. Who D- Dijon? Dijon? Jimon Hans. Jimon. It's pretty Jimon. much just the J. Like the yeah. D is silent. Uh, after he jumps in front of the bullet, he's like so. You won't jump out of a plane for me, but you'll jump in front of a bullet. The comedy was good. Yeah. The 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 dialogue was really well written, and I liked that about it. Yeah. To me, though, and it's just where I'm at. I'm just not a fan of. Uh, and it's just a personal taste thing. I get it, and I knew going into it, like I said, but the hyper stylized action, especially in that demo type of movie, mm-hmm. just really isn't my thing, and. The hyper gore, I'm not a fan of. That takes me out of the movie yeah. almost every time. Family's coming home. Hopefully you can't hear that. If you can, oh well, this is real life. And in real life, things happen. Uh, going off of that kind of stuff. Okay, so this does have a, a lot of language in it. Not as yeah. much as the other Kingsman movies. Correct. A lot I would less, agree with you. I would agree with but you. there still is a lot. Most of it's coming from the villains in this, which, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's unnecessary. Like, they dropped the F word in this, and it really is truly one of the most unnecessary movies to even have it in. Well, and that's what, too, like, it feels so out of place. Yeah. And so many of the things, like you said, it's two different movies. that They just didn't gel well together where I'm like, okay, what kind of, what kind of movie are you making? Because you're trying to give it heart, and then you're turning around and taking us so far out of it that it's just, there's no more heart to mm-hmm. it. But I would agree with you. And then with the hyperviolence, again, I just, when you stab someone and it's just like trails of blood forever, I'm just like, it's just not, it, 
takes me out of it. It just does. And especially in a movie like this, yeah. where I think it was intentionally trying to feel more realistic than the other Kingsman movies. Yeah. Like, I feel like they should have leaned heavier into Kingsman-ism mm-hmm. to contradict that a little bit more yeah. than what we got. And the thing of it is, this would be a, still be a great movie. And if they would cut out the language and some of the, like, you call it hyper-violence and stuff like that, it's a fun action movie. It is movie. a fun movie. And I would yeah. let my kids watch it if it, they have the language yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I would agree. Well, and the Rasputin stuff. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> weird. Which I hated. <laughs> but... It could have been a decent, fun, action family film if they just didn't have yes. that in it. Yeah. Because if I'm looking at it, and this is kind of, for me, just getting into a little bit shorter than some of our episodes. But if I'm getting into, well, do I want to watch this or do I want to watch something else? I would much rather go watch a Mission Impossible movie than this. Stylistically, they have the same kind of feel. that Those movies have a little bit more story to them than mm-hmm. these do intentional storytelling to them yeah and but it's the same kind of action minus the hyper gore and minus the language yeah it, it is what it is i would love to see a mission impossible movie set in like a 20th century early. story yeah early. that would be really cool yeah and i think once you get away from tom cruise in those movies they could do whatever they want mm-hmm. and that would be a lot of fun you know, same thing yeah. with James Bond is another perfect example. Yeah. Here's two examples of movies that I think do better than what these movies do. These are comedies. You're going into this to laugh. I get that. Yeah. I just don't think it's successful personally. Um, but go make a James Bond movie that's set in another era with another actor. Still call him James Bond. Yeah. That's, you know, give it to Idris Elba and be like, yeah, this is 007 James Bond. And be like, it's not Daniel Craig. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. And let him do his own movie. I don't even, he doesn't even need a trilogy. You're saying one really good movie. So what you're saying is like most of the James Bond films, and I've not seen any of them, but correct me if I'm wrong. They're like set more. The older ones are more set futuristic with futuristic, uh, gadgets and stuff. Well, uh, some of them, you know, if you go back to the Pierce Brosnan stuff, yeah, there's like, this is a rocket car and this is a, there's a lot of that. The Daniel Craig movies are they're a little uber more realistic. Yeah. Like they are present day and he's just parkouring everywhere and getting yeah. crap kicked out of him. Those are great movies. And the fact that you haven't seen them mildly upsets me. Um Skyfall is a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Um So we just need like a you're wanting like a James Bond in the Civil War era. Something like that I think would be really, really cool, you know? I would say Revolutionary War, but that would make him one of the bad guys in our in our opinion. So we could, yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm saying you could do a lot with that. And I think what they tried to do with this was a really cool idea. To me, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know who I think, what I think, though, uh, going back to an earlier conversation we were having uh, episode, a better couple, celebrity <laughs> couple, than Kristen Stewart. And Robert Pattinson, Ralph Phineas, and Jim Adderton. On-screen chemistry in this movie, way better. What do you do? You, do you think they actually had chemistry on oh, yeah. screen? Yeah, they had chemistry. Are you kidding she, me? She kissed him. Okay, that doesn't equal chemistry. They had chemistry. That just equals something that they did. They had chemistry. They had a thing. She looked like she should have been falling for his son. They had chemistry. 
I saw it coming. I knew that was going to happen, but I was like, she could be his, he could be her dad. <laughs> she, she could be could his, his dad. <laughs> she could be his father. Once it happened, I was like, yep, saw that coming. Ugh, didn't get it. I get it. She loved his son just as much as he loved his son. If she was his Danny. Danny or whatever. But. See, and again, to me, I think I would have just much rather seen, and this is just my mind running now, a Kingsman movie that still had the comedy, still had the drama, is like a Sherlock Holmes. There's a scene in this with Ralph, where Ralph Fiennes fights a giant man, mm-hmm. just like yeah. Robert Downey Jr. does. And, and that's what I wanted. I wanted to see a gritty. That was still comical mm-hmm. in Sherlock Holmes. It was still played for laughs. And you still could have ended that with Jamin Hansu coming up and literally just doing what he does. I don't want yeah. to say it on here, but uh, it was just too, I wouldn't even say it was silly. I don't know what you call the humor, the type of comedy in these movies. I'm not sure what it classifies as, but to me, it's just like, eh. I just don't think it hits. This one hit more than the other two did for me, because mm-hmm. there was some funny there were some funny beats in this, and it was far more revolving around dialogue than anything. Mm-hmm. The way they talked, the things they said, like he said, the scene with the parachute, which they set up earlier because he didn't want to get in the plane. Yeah, that, that was good setup and payoff for that joke. Or even going off that scene when he didn't want to get in the plane, he's like, "If God wanted us to fly, he yeah, giving us wings." And then Conrad's like, "But yet you drive a car, and you don't have wheels." Yeah. Uh, I, again, I think it was a huge misstep to kill off his son. I just don't get why that had to happen. It had to happen so he would create the Kingsman, like that secret. You don't side. think he would have created the Kingsman had Conrad not died? No. Because just, even, I, up, I can't, my even man, up... My mind can't make that leap. Even after they killed Rasputin, and he... He wanted to get not get involved. He still did not yes, want I understand. to be in the war. He didn't want his son going to war. Which that that whole thing, I was just thinking of uh, Gabriel and Ben Gates. Oh yeah, yeah. The whole father son like. And again, and maybe that's the thing. I think you're hitting on something here because we're, we're talking about this movie and we're like, oh, that reminded me of this movie. Oh, that reminded me of this movie. And we're seeing all of these elements that are just done better in other places. Mm. And all of those things, for one, are more dramatic, yeah. a bit more on the serious tone, and just done better. You know, like, what did you think about? And it's so, so silly. Like, he, he, Conrad is being stonewalled every chance at trying to get out and actually fight, you know, because that's what he wants to do. And so he swaps places with Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's just like a private or whatever. Yeah. And as soon as he turns around, I'm like, that's Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's a Lance Corporal. What's he doing in this movie? Yeah. And he swaps places with him, and then he goes out and fights, and Aaron Taylor Johnson then goes back to his dad. Why is he a member of the Kingsmen? First of all, he's Scottish. And two, what has he done to prove that he even deserves to be there outside of deliver a message? I don't know. know. And he's got a really nice beard, or a mustache, in that final scene. Mm -hmm. But he's done nothing. You know, and it... Not to ignore your point, I agree. Uh, going back to that scene, though, when he delivers the letter, you make it seem like he delivers that letter before he dies. Like, they make it 
and then you find out that that deliver gets delivered after he's dead. After Conrad dies. Yeah. If you go back and watch that, so he delivers the letter, uh-huh. and he's standing there reading it, and then it goes to Conrad over in World War II and in the trenches. Okay. He's fighting. And then it flashes back, and they're, in, they're still standing there. Aaron Taylor Joshua Johnson's character still standing there. He's still reading the letter. Oh, man, maybe he's I didn't dead. put that together. Yeah. But, like, when, you first, when he first gets it, you think well, it that. makes sense. I mean, by the time that he would get there, like, if you're actually looking historically on how long it took people to get places back yeah. then, yeah. it wouldn't make sense that he would already be dead in real life. What'd you think of that scene though when he goes out to fight? They go to get the messenger. Oh. I thought and it was cool. It was creepy. Again. Again. Yes, I think it was a well done fight scene, but I'm like, my mind is just taken out of it. I I think too much. I think too much. And, you know, we have God given brains, and I just don't personally think you're supposed to shut them off. Um why in that scene that one guy is wearing a gas mask? there's no need to have a gas mask on. And if you're looking at it logistically from a fighting perspective, he would not be able to fight very well because guess what? You can't breathe very well in gas masks. And I get it. It looks cool for the scene. But in my mind, I'm like, that's dumb. He would not be wearing that. And he's the only one wearing it. And then the other guy would just put on a knife gauntlet. Like, where did he get a knife gauntlet? And why is he carrying around a knife gauntlet? I get it. It's from the comics. Just to me, that doesn't translate well to to the film. Go ahead. I thought Contradict me. Cause... No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, okay, yeah, it's not realistic. Guess what? Nothing in this movie was it. realistic. It. It's just an action film, and you're just for it. there for your enjoyment. That was a good scene. I did like the scene, and it was, a, it was a, a well-shot fight scene in the dark. I did like it, but it was those elements that I'm like, why are they fighting with sl- – where did that guy get a sledgehammer, and why are they – Now, the one thing I don't understand is why would the general – Go. Shoot. When they were trying to not make noise, they didn't want to shoot anything. And then when Conrad was about to die, why would they, like, why would he defend him? Like, there was no, that would be my only argument against it. Okay, and that I can, to me, makes logical sense because Conrad was the only one that volunteered to go out there to begin with. Mm -hmm. All those other guys were voluntold to go out there. Mm -hmm. Conrad was the first one to step up and do it, and he sees that he's about to die. So I could see him taking drastic measures to... Keep him alive. But at the same time, pull the trigger and then hit the, hit the dirt. Yeah. What I don't understand is, again, my brain is, is very uh, on all the time. If we're on the same team and I have to go out there and get something and you know I'm out there. Odds are you're not going to just start blindly shooting out there at mm-hmm. everything. Because that very well could be me. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. And maybe that's why I don't like these movies. I can't turn my brain off. Nor do I think we should. I don't think we should either. But I think that having something that if you know, like, okay, this is just pure entertainment. That's all it's for. It's not. There's no, like, special message hidden in the movie. Except I would say. There were messages hidden in the movie, whether you saw them or not. Every movie has messages in it. No, I know that. I'm just. There's no like deeper meaning, and like there, the story itself wasn't trying to tell a deeper meaning. There's obviously messages in all the movies. I see. Uh, 
But I mean, I would argue, don't tell lies and you don't get killed at war. Don't do it. If he would have, if he would have told the truth and been honest, the people on his side would have not shot him. Oh well, yeah, it was too late at that point. But at the same time, when you're striving for something in life and everyone is telling you no, you can't. Are you not going to go to great lengths to do that thing? I'm not gonna lie. You get what I'm saying. But I'm not gonna lie. I'm being honest with you right now. No, I'm not gonna lie. But yes, I get it. But no. Anyway. And this is why I don't revisit revisit movies. Just think, there's better examples of these things out there. We've we've listed like five of them just in this conversation. Yeah. I would probably rewatch this movie at some point. I would probably rewatch this one before I'd rewatch either one of the other two. And I've I'd never watched Golden Circle ever again. I haven't watched that one, but I'll probably watch it at some point just because I've seen it. I want you to watch it just so you can tell me that you like it. Why? Why do you because want me to like, like things it. you hate? I know that you like it. I, I don't want you to. I aggressively don't want you to like it. I also know you, and I know me. And that's why we do this together. True. This is probably the closest we've gotten to agree to disagree in a while, though. Yeah, I, I would say so. Even though it's not even... It's just mad. But how many stars? If this was a different movie, I'd be more willing to die on the hill of you're wrong. Yeah. You, yeah. But it's this. Yeah. What, what, what would you rate this out of five? Five stars? Mm-hmm. I'd say a three. I'd say a three. I'd give it a three, too. Yeah. Or, I, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or like, <laughs> because of the elements that I liked, I really liked. Yeah. But it was everything else that took me away from it, and that's just what was unfortunate for mm-hmm. me. And then, like, it was at, I was at, like, a one. Until Stanley Tucci showed up for the last, like, five minutes. <laughs> so that gave you, Why Stan was Tucci. he only in the last five minutes? So you're telling me you give this one star, two Tucci's, and the other thing that I hate, Man. and I know it's, it's all political, and I'm going to make a stance here on this, because it's in a lot of the Kingsman movies. One of the other ones has an American president in it. They always pan him out to just be idiot. Yeah. Every time. And he was a cardboard caricature cutout of just what, what Trump is or what Bush was or, or what, all this. I don't, yeah, I don't know how Woodrow Wilson was when he I was don't president. Either. I, I don't know much about him. But I know that... They intentionally made him appear as people that they don't like. Yeah. You know. Which, again, I know that going into these movies, it doesn't bother me. It's just like, come on, guys. Transformers did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Crocodile Hunter movie. What? Not Crocodile Dundee. The croc- remember the Crocodile Hunter movie? The movie Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Yeah, I turned had- it on once, not that long ago, and I was like, Ugh, "Can't watch this." Yeah, it's bad. That's rough. Yeah, but they had, I think, they had someone play President Bush. Oh, really? Yeah, in that. I didn't get that far into yeah. it. I don't just, even remember what the it. movie was about, but it's just to make a statement. Like you said, every movie's got them. It's just which side of the line do you fall on? What else do you have to say about this one? What else do you have to say about the King's Man? It would be nice to be able to go to a place and just have a suit tailored for you like that. I mean, yeah. I like the idea of the suit shops. I love a nice suit. And just, there's something about, man, you're so classy when you're wearing a suit, especially when you're like kicking butt and mm-hmm. wearing a suit. Love it. Love it. 
I love like the cane guns and the umbrella yeah. guns and the sword. Yeah. The, but to go back to the point we made earlier, I do like what the other one, the first one did more, especially with like, it was all just modern, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they went from just being like modern punks and then he throws that suit on and you're just golly, like, yeah. The suit alone changes his whole persona and then he's fighting on top of it and doing all this other stuff. But these movies I would classify as just okay. Would you recommend them to other people? I guess it would. Again, any movie I would recommend to somebody else would have to be determined on the person. How well I know them, and if I know that they like this movie, like okay. these types of movies. Would you recommend this movie? And in the case of our podcast, we're talking to our listening audience, all seven of them. Hmm. Would you recommend this to those people? Who's our listen? Like, do I, I know some of our listeners? So, like, <laughs> yes, man. Huh? Rodrigo, Katrina, <laughs> like there's seven people out there. I would recommend this Kingsman movie to somebody. I wouldn't recommend any of the other, the other ones. Or at least your first one. I haven't seen the second one. Yes. Uh, you would recommend the second one even less. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would recommend this movie at least to watch to somebody. Especially if you can get past the language and stuff. The, the language would be the only uh, pitfall to this film. Would I recommend this to our listening audience? I would say no. I would say no. We've listed six other franchises, it, 21 other movies within those franchises that I think are better movies than this movie or this franchise. If you want a fun, meaningless action film to watch, yes, I would recommend it. Meaningless. Because the Mission Impossible movies are way more fun. Just as much comedy. I mean, you got yeah, Simon no, Pegg in there doing I some funny disagree. stuff. I don't disagree. No, don't watch this. Go watch one of those. Give it a watch. Or don't. Or, or do. You don't have to. Watch it. Go watch a Twilight movie. But if you're going to... You know what? Even if you just watch this movie for the chemistry between Gemma and Fines, <laughs> just for that alone, just watch it. Okay. It's beautiful. Yeah, you it's could watch the beautiful. minute and a half at the end of the it movie. something beautiful. Where they have a little bit of no chemistry. That's good. That's good. Um, that's all I got to say about that. So where can they find us then, if that's all you have to say about it? Uh, you can uh, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Or you can check us out on Google Spotify and YouTube. Um, if you want to, if you have any suggestions for movies or uh, comments on the films that we've reviewed, you can DM us over at Instagram at Popcorn and Coffee, and we will respond to you. We will probably pretty close to immediately. Yeah, but not too fast. We don't want to sound desperate. <laughs> That was probably the most perfect thing you could have said. Oh, that was funny. Not too quick, because that comes across as stalkerish and weird. Uh, yeah, please, leave us a review on iTunes, though. We're trying to get some more exposure. Whatever. What was that? Whatever a little bit helps. I just inhaled really quick, and it choked me. 
But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Have a uh, nice couple weeks. And don't forget to go watch the Batman. If you're waiters. And <laughs> I had one, but I forgot. Uh, Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Bye. Bye.